Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is November 29, 2023, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the forward to the second edition. We are on page XVII. Um, unpacking the second paragraph, starting with a second small group, ending in dark world of the alcoholic, and just working on that one paragraph. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Wednesday, Barb W., Nancy R., Crystal R., Joni C., Victoria L., our newcomer reader, Anne-Marie M., our host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Ken W.H., and announcements, Kathy S., the reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, November 28, 2003, 7 a.m., is 20,882. That's 20882. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 20,883. That's 20883. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Joni. Good morning. This is Joni C., from Minnesota, um, a compulsive overeater. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Joni C. I will now ask for Victoria L. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Victoria. Hi, everyone. Good morning. This is Victoria L., and these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Give me one second here. Sorry, my apologies. All right, 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Sorry, just having a little glitch with my phone here. All right, number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other group or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, Victoria. Okie dokie, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. 
There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are in the forward to the second edition, page XVII, the second paragraph. I will now ask for Barb W. to get us started. Go ahead, Barb. Can't wait. Good morning. A second small group promptly took shape at New York to be followed in 1937 with the start of a third at Cleveland. Besides these, there were scattered alcoholics who had picked up the basic ideas in Akron or New York who were trying to form groups in other cities. By late 1937, the number of members having substantial sobriety time behind them was sufficient to convince the membership that a new light had entered the dark world of the alcoholic. Barb Wendell, Bob, Barb W. Um, recovered compulsive overeater, gratefully living in Illinois right now. Um, it strikes me that a second small group, and a small group, just in the paragraph from yesterday, it's we are a group of individuals. The groups are individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from a seemingly hopeless condition. And the promptness promptly took shape at New York all the way through this book, just how the hand of the higher power of our understanding, each person's understanding promptly takes shape. And it may be promptly over a few years. Who am I to say what promptly is? But my goodness, look at what's happening. Um, besides there were scattered alcoholics and, and a scattered, I was scattered personally, but even on this line, the, this, these mornings every day, that from all over the world, here we are coalescing. That's just phenomenal. Who picked up the basic ideas and basic ideas in the big book? We know only a little more will be revealed to, that, to us. And it's just the basic ideas and we continue to grow. Just like the basic ideas of this book, when I first started reading the book, it didn't make sense to me. And it seemed so basic that I didn't think I needed to read it again. And every time I read it, contrary to that first impression, it gets deeper and deeper to me. Um, you know, we're trying, trying. And here's the 12th step. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message. It's just trying. I'm just, I'm, I'm a human being trying the best I can with the power of my higher power. Um, yesterday's reading from um, before today, that hope is the risk that must be run was the quote. And it's just trying. It's, it's hoping and running with it and trying to form groups. They didn't have a big book. They didn't have many telephones. Zoom or anything else, and yet it was happening. By late 1937, the members having substantial sobriety time was sufficient, and that's enough for now, for today, one day at a time, sufficient to get going, to get running with what we have, and convincing the membership. I'm being the best, the best example of a 12-step program of a big book, just a walking human being. We have the gift of the big book now, but putting aside my knowledge and to keep an open mind. And that's from today's for today, putting aside my knowledge and to keep an open mind of what form it might take. Did these, did these early folks have any idea where this was headed? 
know. We have no idea where this is headed. And the new light, the new light had entered into the dark world. It's brought to me and it's done to me, but not without me. So the light of today and uh, world is not dark. Thanks for being my lights, all of you, and have a good morning. Pass. Thank you so much, Barbara W., for getting us started. Okay, so although we value your experience, strength, and hope, if you've shared in the last couple of days, meaning Monday or Tuesday, we ask that you stand aside and let others share their experience, strength, or and hope as well so that everyone can get a turn. So who would like to share on what was read? Please give me your name and initial of your last name, please. Cynthia C. from Florida. Alec B. from Missouri. B. I've got Cynthia C., Alec B. Who else? Sue Ann W. from Pennsylvania. Elaine. Anyone else? Anyone else? Don't be shy. We'd from love Pennsylvania. to hear. I'm sorry, who from Pennsylvania? Julie S. from Pennsylvania. Julie. Okay, gotcha. Joy, J-O-Y. Oh, Joy. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. All right, going once, going twice. All right, we've got Cynthia C., Alec B., Helene W., Joy S. All right, Cynthia, please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Cynthia C. I am a gratefully recovering compulsive overeater in Florida, formerly of Massachusetts. Um, I am just blown away by this, the readings that we hear every day. Um, I'm just newly listening every single day, and it's one of my requirements and, um, you know, for the sponsor I'm working with. And I have to say that a new spark, a new light has entered my dark world. Um, I, every day I have a deeper and deeper understanding. Um, I have no idea where life is going, um, but the light is that, you know, God will guide me. My higher power will guide me. And my fellows in, you know, that I've been speaking with, um, on a daily basis, you know, we all have each other and we need to share it with each other. We need to share it with the newcomer. We need to share it with each other. Otherwise it is dead. You know, faith without works is dead. I just can't believe that, you know, sometimes I look at, you know, one paragraph and think, how can a whole meeting be based on one paragraph? Just like imagine, you know, we're starting that spark was started with Bill and Bob and then, um, the third gentleman, I think his name was Bill as well, they had no idea where this is going. I have no idea where God will take me, but I do know that um, I'm so grateful to be here. And, um, you know, I, I have a lot of must that my, my sponsor has put upon me, and I balked at first. And now it's, you know, when she told me I needed to start sharing at least weekly, I didn't balk. It was like, okay, I shall. And, um, you know, I put my name out and, oh, my gosh, you heard me. So I'm here and uh, looking forward to hearing what others have to say. Thank you very much, and I pass. 
Thank you so much, Cynthia C. from Florida, formerly Massachusetts. All right, Alex B., you're up, followed by Helene W. Go ahead, Alex. Good morning, everyone. This is Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri, um, compulsive overeater and restrictor recovered uh, for today by God's grace. I'm so glad uh, to be with you this morning, to be with you every morning, um, and to see just what God's doing, you know, and what God has done in my life in this past year of bringing me through this program to find from desperation, from such darkness, um, to hope and to life, and, and seeing, you know, every day how that light can be here, right? It is a dark world. Um, it is a dark world. And yet this program, the recovery here, is just one of those examples of light that just reminds me again and again that our God is, is real, is active, is alive, is loving, and is present, bringing healing, bringing liberation, bringing hope, bringing life. And, um, you know, in my particular personal spiritual religious tradition, we're about to enter into a season of waiting for this light, a season of a few weeks of, yeah, it gets darker and darker and darker, and then the light comes into the world. And and that's a beautiful idea, and it's a beautiful truth, and it guides me in my life every day, in my particular spiritual tradition. And 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 also, OA and the 12 steps show me a particular manifestation, a particular manifestation of how that light comes through. Of, of this real movement of people's lives, of my own life being changed. That by surrendering to this program, surrendering this power, surrendering to the steps every day through by, by beginning the day with meditation and prayer, by um, listening to what my sponsor says, by showing up on this meeting, by sharing, I'm able to maintain my abstinence, my sobriety with God's help, and then let go of my resentments and my fears, my selfishness, my self-seeking behaviors, and and really become the person that God wants me to be, someone who is also a child of the light. Um, and it's not it's not easy. And every day, there again, but getting uh, on this line is one of the first steps um, each morning for me to do that. And so I'm very grateful for it. And then what does it say, right? To convince others, what convince others? Sobriety. And so that matters too. Every day I need to be abstinent. Every day I need to get up and say, God help me, guide me today to make abstinent choices, sober choices, both with the food and emotionally, because it's that sobriety that convinced me to come in here, that kept me sane, and that hopefully can help others too. So I need to stay sober so that I can help others. And then by helping others, they help me to stay sober. So what a beautiful thing. Yes, there is darkness, but the light, oh, the light is so much brighter and so much longer and so much more real. And so with that, I pass. Thank you very much, everybody. Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you, Alec. All right. Helene W. from Pennsylvania, followed by Joy. Go ahead, Helene. Hi, Hi this is Sue Ann from Philadelphia. I think I, I was oh, the third Sue one. Ann? Yes. Dad uh, must have missed you. Okay, go ahead, Sue Ann. Hi. Good morning. This is Sue Ann from Philadelphia. Uh, grateful, recovering, um, compulsive overeater, um, bulimic, and restrictor sometimes. I'm so happy to be at this meeting. I got up today in plenty of time to get to this meeting, and then suddenly I looked at my watch, and it was like two minutes before seven. So um, here I am, very grateful. Um, I like this paragraph because it is so rich. I'm listening to other people, and I'm learning that, that these words are not just words. They're, they're, I don't know what to say. I could never finish my sentences in any group, but 
I really, really, really like that the idea that this this is so instructive and I'm just sopping it all up. I was talking to God this morning and 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 I said, What am I here for? And my the answer I got was to do great things. What that means exactly, I'm not sure, but I believe it because when God says that I believe it. Um and yeah, I'm usually a lot clearer in the morning, so I'm glad this meeting is in the morning so I can participate. Usually at night I kind of decompensate and it's really hard for me to put it into the day, but I have a plan. I'm going to stick to my plan. And that's about it for me today. Thank you for letting me share and thank you for everyone for your service. And I pass. Thank you, Sue Ann from. Billy P.A. All right. Now we have Helene W. Hopefully I heard Helene in there. Helene? Helene W. Press star one. Maybe I just imagined that. All righty. Well, Joy S. Joy, please go ahead. From Also from P.A. Joy? Hi, excuse me. Hi, everyone. This is Joy from um, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. And um, I don't particularly like to share. Um, It frightens the hell out of me. But anyway, I know that I need to do this. I need to share myself. It's my responsibility. And it's also my responsibility to share this message and be of service. Um, You know, they talked about a new light has entered a dark world. And sometimes... And, and I feel that as well, but sometimes, you know, that old familiarity, the, the comfortableness of remaining in my dark, isolated world, you know, it can be very enticing. And um, so, you know, just putting myself out there um, and, you know, just trusting, you know, that um, everything will be okay um, and that, you know, I am and am, am, am becoming someone my higher power wants me to be. And it's just amazing to me, you know, that, you know, what has become of, you know, these groups, you know, these two small groups and, and how many now, you know, groups there are today, um, not just AA, but OA and, you know, all the other A's. Um, and just how grateful, you know, that there is a message out there and I hear it every morning on this meeting and I'm very, very grateful. So thanks. Thank you so much, Joy S. from Pennsylvania. All right, so we're going to take a few more names. Just a friendly reminder that we are on the forward to the second edition, page XVII, the second paragraph. So who else would like to share? Who hasn't shared in the last couple of days? Who else would like to share? Nancy P. Nancy P. G. Nancy P. I think I heard Reva. Did I hear Reva? Yes. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, gotcha. Anne so from New York. Anne? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Donna okay. K from Ohio. Donna K. Okay. Anyone else? Tony B. Who B? Tony from Scotland. Tony. Tony B. Okay. All right. Anyone else? 
All right, another great group, Katie G, Nancy P, Reva P, and I got to get your initial there, Donna Donna K, and Tony B. All right, Katie G, you are up. Please go ahead. Hey, Amy. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, and I am a recovered compulsive eater in Boston. And um, I'm a wordsmith, so I looked up this word, new light, or the phrase, um, and that actually means an entirely different perspective of someone, because I was thinking of a lot of metaphors about light coming into my life, but it actually means a shift of perspective. And so I started to ask myself, like, what are my own prejudices, and what has given me a new light? And frankly, God has given me a new light. And we, you know, what I learned by looking up the definition of the forward is that the forward is telling me why I need to read this book. So first of all, like, the groups are growing and growing, and I wonder perhaps they're growing and growing because this book is giving us a new light. And, and why do I need that? Like, I wake up every morning an untreated drunk. I mean, my thinking when I get up is, <laughs> is not pretty. And so what I have to immediately do, I get on my knees and I start the thank you gods, which for me literally sounds like thank you God, thank you God, thank you God, thank you God, because I would rather hear a mantra of thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, then, oh, my God, I have to get up, and my daughter's screaming, and that daughter's screaming, and da-da-da-da-da, because I have a disease of negativity. My my perspective on life is glass half empty, is negative, is poor me, poor me, poor me a drink. Everything's falling down. I'm going to die, right? But I get a shift in perspective. Like I've heard that AA can actually stand for attitude adjustment. And what is the adjustment? It's taking me, a selfish, self-centered, low-bottom, restrictor, binger, laxative user, exercise addict, compulsive, everything. Please love me a holic. Please, please keep me safe a holic. Everything, right? I, I'm only concerned about myself. And I have this new perspective that God has given me. And what is the new perspective? God, how can I be of service, right? Like we get to be agents for God today. How cool is that? Like God is my employer. How can I be God's agent? And I can ask God, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What, what would you have me say and to whom, right? And I don't want to ask that. I, you know, if, when, again, when I wake up in the morning, I'm all about me. And thank you, God. And the other perspective shift that I get is through people, right? Like I, I, have, I can have so many prejudices. If you're fat, I think you belong in Overeaters Anonymous. If you're thin, I think that you're, you know, a, a restrictor and you belong in, and that you're a compulsive undereater. You know, I have lots of prejudice, but because of the resentment work that I do, I get to see that the prejudice is me. The problem is me and my fears. And thanks be to God, they wrote it down. I can follow the instructions and find freedom today. And that freedom, it always comes from God. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Katie G from Boston, Mass. All right, Nancy P., you're up, followed by Reva P. Hey, good morning. Um, Thank you for letting me share. My husband's just going to say goodbye one second. Sorry, I had to give him kisses. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Nancy, Nancy P. recovered in Western Massachusetts. So, you know, these four words, 
I haven't really thought too much about them. I and basically never go through them except when we get to this part of the of the cycle in in um, a vision for you. But you know, how did I know after decades of trying and trying to squish myself some weird shape into a different shape hole, square peg into a round hole? How did I know it was going to work this time? This time, that that expression just makes me smile. You know. And and the answer is, I had no idea. I had no idea. All I knew was that I didn't know anymore. You know, I threw up my hands and I said, I don't know, and please tell me. It doesn't say that in the book, but I that was my attitude. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And, um, you know, I felt like, finally, I felt new again. And, um, you know, not just this rusty old, you know, sludge-encrusted, lump um getting trying again trying again i i i tell people i don't believe in relapse anymore i i don't believe in it i i am i mean i know people pick up but i when people call me and tell me that they picked up i tell them i don't believe in relapse i don't believe in anything of that nature i think that we're all on this road of happy destiny and and some people stopped walking they stop trudging, but they're still on the road. They get everything. Every, all you need to get that what everybody else has is a desire to stop eating compulsively. And after that, all members are the same. And, um, you know, I, um, I feel like every day when I grow up, when I grow up, when I wake up, um, that I'm not so much untreated as it's a new opportunity to... Um, to embrace my new life. And um and I have done that. This Friday will be unbelievably 6 years. I will start my 7th year. Actually tomorrow I will complete 6 years and I'll start 7 years on Friday. I cannot believe it. How can that be? I'll tell you how or they tell you how. There were scattered alcoholics who had picked up this basic idea and who are trying to form groups in other cities. By late 1937, the number of members having substantial sobriety was sufficient to convince the membership. And and how did I know? I picked up my phone one day and I called my friend that I've known for 40-plus years, 45 years. I'm getting old, you know, to, just to help me. And she told me about this meeting, and I have not had to hurt myself with food since the first day that I walked in that I called into this meeting. And by the way, that was... All she said was that it was a phone meeting, and my thinking response was not pleasant. But here I am, six years later, happy, joyous, and free, comprehend the, comprehending the word serenity and knowing peace. And guess where it all starts? Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Nancy P. from Massachusetts. Reva P., you're up, followed by Ann. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. And what struck me in this short paragraph were uh, two things. The first one, the word substantial and how it used the word sobriety and not recovery. I don't know if that was intentional, but substantial, like solid, strong, um, considerable importance, size, worth, um, the essentials of something. And I guess it's a great reminder, like this basic, basic idea that was revolutionary at the time that we need substantial recovery 
as um, like a step zero before I embark on the work that wasn't really called the steps then. Um, and when I think about substantial and something being solid, I also think about what it was like to be in white knuckled um, restriction before program. And th that was not substantial. It was sort of like that flimsy read, you know, a couple of days, well, it wasn't really a couple of days anymore by the end, a couple of hours, a um, uh, couple of whatever, but it was so precarious, like the slightest thing, you know, my shoe didn't tie and I, I need to binge. Um, but having solid um, sobriety, um, you know, also assumes that I'm working the steps and I get to a step 10 promise where I have neutrality. So I don't even feel the need to pick it up. Um, so for me, that was a reminder of that basic um, sort of requirement to work through the rest of the steps. And then they keep talking about light, light, light and darkness, light and darkness. And again, it's a reminder, my world was dark. And it was like walking in the dark or walking in a fog. There was no clarity. I couldn't see. Um, I couldn't see things right in front of my face. Um, and how when, again, when there's substantial sobriety or at least the baseline of sobriety and I work the steps, um, you know, whether it's step the four, five or eight, nine, I get like, whoa, I didn't see this before or I didn't see it like this before. And new is never known before. And I don't think that ends. There's no end to that. It's not like I get a aha and then I'm done. It's like every day um, God reveals something else to me or every time I share, you know, um, step work, I see things differently. Um, and um, there's so much more clarity. I don't always like what I see, but at least I'm seeing it and I'm being with it and I don't have to numb myself out over it. Um, and it's one of the big promises of this program there's light and then we bring light to others um, after the light has turned on in us. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Reba P from Toronto, Canada. All right, Anne, you're up followed by Donna. Okay, go ahead, Anne. Let me get your initial too, your last name. Hi everyone, Anne B from New York. So grateful for this meeting. Thanks for those doing service. Um, I've been in and out of the program over the years, and I have three days clean, and I just want to say I'm so grateful um, to have surrendered my will again, and just very grateful for all my uh, blessings and uh, for the people who started this uh, group so many years ago with the big book. It's just a tremendous blessing to my life, and that's it. Everybody have a great, abstinent day. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Anne B. from New York. Glad you're here. All right, Donna K, you're up, followed by Tony B. Go ahead, Donna. Good morning. Hi, uh, Donna K from Ohio, uh, recovered and very grateful. Um, great reading in the big book today. Um, what I relate to, and mainly because I'm in the middle of the, in the middle of my uh, wrapping up of fourth step inventory, um, is that it's amazing that they all kept pushing forward in the program in different areas, you know, of, of the state. And um, it, it had to be rather confusing. And uh, I would think that there would have been some fear on whether they were doing it right or not. Um, but uh, to me, what's happened with it, with my recovery is that uh, I had to, I had it, 
I feel like I've let go of a lot of the fears and um, I just had to stop fighting. I just, I, I, I took, I quit fighting, quit fighting. There was no fight left in me anymore. And, um, and I'm just really grateful for turning everything over and um, things are so different now. Um, uh, the, the less fears I go forward anyway, I can trust more, and I'm 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 just really grateful for it. My life has changed drastically. So anyway, uh, thanks for letting me share. Um, I'm glad that they pushed through their fears, <laughs> just like all of us are trying to do. So uh, we got to go forward and uh, and let it all go. All right, uh, the self reliance didn't get me anywhere. So. Anyway, all right, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share, and have a good day. Thank you so much, Donna Kay from Ohio. And before we go with Tony B., just a reminder, we are on the forward to the second the second paragraph on page XVII. All right, Tony B., please go ahead. Hello, thanks very much for letting me share. My name's Tony, recovered compulsive overeater in Scotland. I'm very grateful to be here. And what's, what stood out to me in this paragraph was the dark world of the alcoholic and how it really was before some of this light was shed, you know, thanks to the medical estimation being realized, thanks to um, Bill's realization that once he had... Um, done the work he needed to, he had to pass it on, and that his trust and reliance had to be on God. This dark world of misunderstanding, you know, why why can't you just, you know, and prejudice, weak will, you must be a mental defective, um, you must, you're disgusting, you know, that this is how alcoholics were considered, and, you know, you should be ashamed, and you have to be locked away, you're unsafe, figure of ridicule. You know, just this question, how can you keep on behaving that way, you know? And and um, the way it made, made us feel baffled, ashamed, confused, you know, the hideous four horsemen, terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. And this is indeed a dark, dark world and those sordid places that we end up in, that we feel um, take us right to the very brink of being able to to manage life, to stay alive, actually, um, making that other decision instead to, to end it all, and the declining moral and bodily health plummeting like a ski jump, you know, as, as Bill says in his story, all, all morals out the window. And then in that very, very, from that very, very dark place, this new light comes, you know, the new light that this is a disease. This is This is not our fault you know this is something we have this is a this is this puts us apart from other people we're bodily different from our fellows and we have this allergy of the body and obsession of the mind and um you know a mind that will always take us back unless we find the solution and the light is that we're not alone you know this started to be passed on and you know this acknowledgement that we've been sick and that there's a solution and that no matter how far down the scale we've gone, you know, these steps can help us clear away the wreckage and start on a new life of, you know, sharing everything that's gone on for us and all the, all the dark secrets with God and with another person 
making restitution for harms done, and then moving on into a way of life of trusting God, helping others, and cleaning house as we go along. And that's such a stark contrast between dark and light, and that's what this, this program has brought into the world. Alleluia. Alleluia. And with that, I'll, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Um, Tony B. from Scotland. Okay, so we have time for another group. So who else would like to share on what was read? Darian K. Darian? Dolores T. What paragraph, please? We are on the second paragraph, page XVII, forward to the second. All right, I've got Darian, I've got Dolores. Who else? Novella P. from Maine. Mary B. Mary B. I could take a few more. Lydia V. from from, uh, California. Was that Hoodie? Lydia, L-Y-D-I-A. Lydia. Wow, I butchered that. Okay, Lydia. All right. Anyone else? All right. We've got Darian, Dolores, Novella, Mary, and Lydia. Go ahead, Darian. You're up. Oh, good morning, Amy. This is Darian Kay from the Berkshires in Massachusetts. I'm recovered for today and grateful, grateful to be willing to do this program for one more day. Oh, so grateful and um, just grateful for this meeting and all of you out there um, helping me uh, and being the light in my life. Um, you know, I think that's a really uh, pretty critical at this time of year uh, in this world that we're in that we um, carry light. And, and to me also, I was thinking that um, light creates warmth. And, um, you know, on these cold days, you know, in Massachusetts, chilly, a little dusting of snow, how pretty, but <laughs> it's um, it's cold. It's cold and it's gray and it stays dark, you know, for um, long hours and gets dark early. And, um, and yeah, so to be the light um, and, the, and the warmth, like I said, um, such a gift this program gives to us. Um, it just makes me so grateful that I found it very young, um, but, you know, it seemed like I went through enough pain um, to find it in my 20s, and, um, you know, here I am in my 60s, and, um, you know, it's still, it still is just pure um, delight for me to be a part of this program, and um, that doesn't mean that it's not, you know, work, that, that there's things I need to do, and uh, you know, preparation and uh, tools and uh, working steps and taking time to take care of myself. Um, but it's all worth it. It's very, very worth it. Um, you know, I just, just can't imagine my life without this program, and I wouldn't want to. <laughs> um, it's just it's given me so much. It's given me a life, really, and it's, um, it continues to give me a life. Um, so I'm just so grateful, grateful to all of you again for just being there and being my light. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Darian Kay from Massachusetts. All righty, Dolores D, you're up. Please go ahead, followed by Novella. Dolores, press star one to unmute. Thank you. Dolores, Dolores. Oh, there you are. Yeah, Dolores T, as in perfect, <laughs> uh, from um, <clears throat> uh, Southeast Florida. Um, thank you so much for leading and everyone that shared. I rarely share because I, I'm absolutely powerless over this year not saying the right thing. I have this pendulum that swings back and forth from shame, fear of being seen, to conceit, demanding to be seen. I'm absolutely powerless over that. Uh, I love the reading and I love the sharing, especially someone that just shared uh, the light meaning a shift of perspective. I am experiencing so deeply and so beautiful after many, many years in the uh, the 12-step program, uh, it's only in the past three years that I call it a vision for you abstinence, where I feel recovered and my food is neutral. Not only is my food neutral, but life is neutral. I used to get so uh, depressed on holidays and, and try to make it overly excited for my children, you know, uh, but, you know, Thanksgiving is just another Thursday where I had protein, vegetables, and fruit. And that's how life is, very, very simple. Uh, but what I'm experiencing is what I want to share. Listening to music. Just this week, I was listening to music, and I heard the words, you know, you know, I actually heard the words differently and more meaningfully, more meaningfully than ever before, especially Camelot. And those, and those words from... You know, I write the songs that make the whole world sing. It's like, oh, I understand what they mean. And I couldn't stop listening to the beautiful music because it touched my heart so deeply. Um, I'm so very, very grateful. Uh, Yes. You know, what I'm experiencing are the 10-step promises. We no longer fight anything, anyone, even food. We're not cocky. We're not afraid. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful experience in my life. And I'm so very, very grateful for you, all of you, and the wisdom that you bring to the 12 steps. And what I'm experiencing at this time of my life, I'm I'm one of the elders in the program. And to be uh, the older I get, the more beautiful life becomes instead of that fear of getting old. So that's about all I want to share, and I thank you with all my heart. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Dolores P. from Florida. All right, Novella, you're up. This is Novella from Maine. Can you hear me? Okay, thank you. yeah, I, I, the paragraph I really liked was the um, scattered alcoholics who had picked up the basic ideas. Um, and when I think about the basic ideas, I, I read this morning that the, the big book is, is, is written like a textbook. And this is our textbook to recovery. 
And for me, I have to follow this book precisely. I have to do exactly what it says. Um, it's a clear cut, it gives me a clear cut direction to recovery. And it's like a recipe. You go to somebody's house and they make a meal and you really liked it and you say, how did you make this? This was bad. I want to make it. I want to try to do it on my own. They give you the exact directions on how to make that recipe. And you go home and you alter it, you're not going to get the same thing. And what I do as an addict, I try to alter it. I try to do it my way. And it has never worked. I have to follow this textbook exactly because if I don't, I end up back into that dark world of the alcoholic. And that's what my disease does to me. And it comes so quickly. My food is in order, but I still have to do spot checks when I get disturbed in my spirit. I have to stop and say, okay, what's going on? You're being selfish again. Look at your behavior. What is happening? And then I have, you know, things like I've learned from this program by attending these meetings. When I'm in fear and I'm full of disturbances because I'm getting anxious, which I do a lot because I'm an addict. I I get um, irritable, um, disturbed. I can't remember the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I have to, I want that I have to breathe in faith and breathe out fear and just try to quiet myself down. And I do spot checks. I write down. I have it on my phone. I go right to it. And I do a spot check. Um, just, you know, just to try to straighten my, my thinking out. And I'm just so grateful for all the things that I've learned. I have to do my quiet meditation. I have to get quiet with God. And God tells me things. Mizella, you were selfish yesterday. And I'm going, what? <laughs> what? But you know what? He teaches me how selfish I am and I'm learning it and you know what I say okay I guess I'm going to have some humble pie this morning and that's okay with me today because I want my life to be right I want what this this book is teaching me that I can have but I have to follow the steps and I had to share this morning because that's doing my step 12 work and with that I'm going to pass because I got peace of mind thank you Thank you, Novella P. from Nate. All right, Mary B., you're up. Good morning. This is Mary B. from Arkansas. Uh, I am coming, uh, I think today I'm two weeks abstinent. I uh, decided to be part of this uh, meeting almost every morning. I got into OA over 20 years ago and never got abstinent and left and kept thinking someday, someday I'll uh, get a hold of this compulsive overeating. And anyway, somebody I knew in Nashville sent me a link and said, I think you should listen to this. And so here I am. So. Uh, and she told me to she told me to uh listen to the meeting with uh without confident attitude she, said, <laughs> she knows me very well and so i really have um tried to come at this with a with a new perspective uh, a couple of days ago we read that paragraph about dr uh, uh bill talking to dr bob 
and I was struck by the line that um, the physician, Dr. Bob, began to pursue the spiritual remedy for his malady with a willingness he had never before been able to muster. And then at the top of the next page talks about how they started the strenuous work with other alcoholics. And then in this paragraph today, um, I just someone mentioned this uh, just a minute ago that they really worked at trying to form groups in other cities. And I've never realized before that it's because they knew their own recovery and their own sobriety was on the line and they had to do it for themselves. And it, it wasn't completely self-centered, but they were desperate. And I've been desperate for years and then I ignore it and I get desperate again and ignore it, get desperate again. What's, what's wonderful right now for me is that I feel like I do have that new light. Um, and I appreciate being reminded it's a shift of perspective. Um, so I'm really working at reading, listening, and working the program with a new perspective. Um, and recognizing that putting the, uh, learning to eat, let's see, putting down my compulsive eating behaviors, stopping those or choosing not to do those is the first big gift of the program. And then I have to do the work of steps four through um, nine. So I do have a sponsor, and I'm starting on my fourth step. I have so much um, gratitude and Time. hope. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mary B. All right, we have our last uh, last person. It will be Lydia. Lydia D., please go ahead and take us out. You've got two and a half minutes. Hi, um, thank you for all your service, and I really appreciate this meeting. It's meant a lot to my abstinence. Um, and I just want to give a little bit of history uh, around this paragraph uh, from AA Comes of Age. And it talks about the second small group promptly taking place to be followed in 1937 uh, was the start of a third at Cleveland. And that one in Cleveland was a group to call themselves Alcoholics Anonymous. They did great work, by the way. And also, um, the paragraph before, it says, um, when the broker returned to New York in the fall of 1935, the first AA group had actually been formed, though no one really realized it at the time. And at that point in time, they were called the drunk squad of the Oxford group. But in 1937 is when they actually started breaking away from the Oxford group. And it also talks about the ideas. Um, They had picked up the basic ideas in Akron or New York. And at that time, they had the six tenants, which are mentioned on page 263, which are the That's kind of where our 12 steps came from. So the first tenant was complete deflation. The second tenant 
was dependence and guidance from a higher power. The third was moral inventory. The fourth was confession. The fifth was restitution. And the sixth was continued work with other alcoholics. And of course, you know, um, me being a compulsive overeater, um, I learned um, that I truly, truly, truly need to take the steps. And I'm so thankful for my sponsor who um, took me through the steps. Thank you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lydia. All right. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Uh, Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, November 29, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,889. That's 20889. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Nancy R., will you please read a vision for you for us? Good morning, Nancy R., a recovered uh, compulsive overeater from Northwest Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of a happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.